If you are wondering what to do with your stimulus check, why not consider supporting your local business in your community or another local Valley business? You can also support your favorite Valley nonprofit organizations. Choose your passion and help your community. If you do not have a favorite nonprofit organization, please consider making a donation to the Valley Community COVID-19 Response and Recovery Fund, which provides resources to organizations throughout the Valley that serve the Valley region. You can make a difference. Hey everybody, welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie Podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll of valleyindie.org. This is, as always, a special episode of valleyindie.org. I don't know about you, and maybe uh, the panel could pick up on this right as uh, right before we began. Uh, the COVID pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic is still very much with us. And again, I don't know about you, but the pandemic combined with everything that's happening in the world combined with, uh, I spend a lot of time on social media. I don't feel so great. I feel sad, depressed, angry, confused, frustrated. But on the other hand, my father would always tell me, you know, a, a law enforcement guy, there's a saying in his world, move a muscle, change a thought. So I think during this podcast today, a goal is going to talk about how you can take action to help businesses and organizations in the Valley who've been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. I think we're all on the same page there. And I'll introduce this panel. This, uh, these, are, these are the top dogs. These are the people who know what's what in the Valley. So I'm a little nervous. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there right at the start. But my first guest, Bill Purcell, the president and CEO of the Greater Valley Chamber of Commerce. Mr. Purcell, welcome to your first appearance on Naval Gazing. Thank you so much, James. Happy to be here. And uh, next, Valerie Knight DeGangi, who is a program officer with the Valley Community Foundation, who's essentially my co-host at this point because she's been on so many times. Nice to see <laughs> you again, Val. It's always good to be here, Eugene. And then David Morgan, who has quickly established himself from uh, what I hear, he, he's Mr. Valley at this point. He's the president and CEO of Team Incorporated. Welcome back, Mr. Morgan. Hi, Eugene. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. And last but certainly not least is David Kennedy, the interim president, chief operating officer of the Valley United Way, making his second, maybe third appearance on this podcast. Hello, Mr. Kennedy. Hi, uh, Eugene. It's great to, hear, to be here with you. Thanks. Yeah, and it's a real pleasure to have everybody here. I think this is hugely important. Uh, David Morgan, I wanted to start with you. Uh, the VCF had reached out to me, the Valley Community Foundation, and said, hey, can we have people come on to talk about, in general, uh, some ideas to, to stimulate the local economy, and um, especially in terms of COVID-19. And one of the major initiatives that's uh, taking place in the Valley and has been for quite some time is this COVID response and recovery fund. Did you wanna introduce to our listeners or people who may not be familiar the, the object here? What is this fund and how does it help people? Uh, thank you, Eugene. Again, it's, um, it's a sobering uh, thought that we are actually looking soon to be the one year anniversary 
of when the ugly realities of the coronavirus pandemic came crashing down on our state of Connecticut. And as everybody watching and listening knows upon our residents and neighbors of the Valley region. And the innovation of the Valley Community Foundation, the Valley United Way, the Greater Valley Chamber of Commerce, and the Valley Council for Health and Human Services reacted very quickly um, with great insight as well um, on not only how to respond to the immediate crisis of this pandemic, but also to keep our eyes on the horizon uh, for recovery. Um, and, you know, almost every 20 minutes, Eugene, we have to reevaluate, are we in response? Are we in recovery? And often we realize through the lens of what this fund is all about, in many examples, depending on what the need is or the crisis, we are pivoting back and forth from response to recovery. And our goal today with you, and again, you, you always shine the light on what matters most for the Valley, is to let people know that it is needed as much today as it was 10 months ago, and it will continue to be needed for um, the generosity and support for contributions to the Valley Community COVID-19 Response and Recovery Fund. And I am just one of more than 40 nonprofit organizations of the Valley Council um, that is in the front line uh, addressing basic needs, food insecurity, first responders, hospitals, healthcare, behavior health, social emotional supports, and many more needs bearing down on far too many Valley residents. So the need is immense and we hope that, and we know it's a difficult time to ask for people to support, but I, and I, we can all agree, we run into neighbors and people who do have some capacity who wanna help. I just do a terrible job telling them how they can help. And this is where you came in and give us this platform to say, here's a great way to make a meaningful difference in the Valley. And so maybe I'll throw it over to Valerie Knight Deganji because she is from the Valley Community Foundation. And that, I know I go, I, I made a donation. I went to the VCF website and it was very easy to do. So Val, maybe you can go through uh, people who might, maybe they have a couple of bucks left over from uh, the stimulus uh, check that we got. How can they donate? And is there a minimum amount of, how, how do you do it? Eugene, we'll, we'll take whatever amount anybody is, is willing to, to share with us. At this point, every little bit helps. And as you've said, there is the opportunity, maybe some folks do have some money left from their stimulus check that they would like to share. It is, it is as you said, a very simple process. Go to thevalleyfoundation.org. There is a donate now button on our website. You can click there, it goes through the entire information. If you'd rather just to send a check in to our 253-A uh, Elizabeth Street address in Derby 06418, we'll be glad to take that check from you as well. And one of the things that is also great about this fund, I mean, sometimes, you know, I, I said before we went live, I exist on social media, which can kind of eat at your soul, but in other ways, it's wonderful. Uh, and, and one of the great things about the internet is that you could easily find a 2020 grant report about the COVID-19 response and recovery fund, $197,000, $197,950, 51 grants awarded. Uh, in, in round one, you're talking about uh, $2,000 to the Agency on Agency of, of Aging of Southern Central Connecticut, $2,000 to provide food for homebound older adu adults, 
uh, area congregations, $5,000 to support the purchase of personal protective equipment and cleaning supplies. That, you know, they're talking about uh, the Spooner House, uh, a shelter for families who have housing emergencies, BH Care, Christ Episcopal Church, St. Vincent de Paul, the food pantries, all the food pantries. Uh, that was in, in round one. Another $50,000, just about $51,000 was given out on May 1st in, in round two. About 54% of those grants went for PPE, the things that we're all talking about, especially at the beginning of this. There's been four rounds of this thing, and the need is still very much there. Uh, and if you go to it's valleyfoundation.org, again, if you take away one thing from this podcast, it's valleyfoundation.org to make a donation. But, you know, I, I've heard a lot. I'm, I'm going to ask uh, Bill Purcell next. I mean, just on Friday, it was, uh, and I don't mean to be uh, a negative Nancy, but two businesses, uh, two relatively new businesses uh, announced they were closing, a deli in Ansonia and, and a cake shop up in Seymour. And uh, at least COVID-19, the economy uh, was at least cited uh, in part as a reason for these closures. So, Bill, I'm wondering, uh, first, do you have any idea of how many businesses have closed because of the pandemic thus far? Is anybody keeping track of that? Yeah. Well, first of all, th thank you for, for the opportunity to share with you. And I, I want to um, share, uh, uh, echo your thought of move a muscle change of thought. Uh, Mayans is uh, better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. And that's certainly what we're all doing here in establishing this COVID-19 fund. Um, it's a good question. And I saw your, your account that the two businesses uh, shuttered, you know, one for extenuating circumstances, a friend Alyssa, who's also uh, enlisted in the military. So uh, she's having some career pull as well with her beautiful bakery. Uh, but, you know, the, the industries that have been particularly hard hit you know, is, the, is the service sector, certainly the restaurant industry. Uh, the Connecticut Restaurant Association, as of November, uh, pegged the number at about 600 restaurants that were closed. Uh, and they're fearful that that number might go as high as uh, 2,000. Uh, the National Restaurant Association, the latest data that I had, was over 10,000 restaurants across the country have shuttered. Uh, some have shuttered by design um, and temporarily. Right uh, through the winter. In fact, without naming names or a couple of local restaurants that made a decision uh, to, to close their doors uh, as of December 1 with an eye towards opening up in April or May uh, when we can get back to outdoor dining. But the industries that were particularly hard hit, certainly the, the hospitality industry. Uh, in addition, is the hotel industry. Mm. You know, the occupancy, and particularly here in Shelton, where we have you know half a dozen hotels along Bridgeport Avenue, uh, the occupancy rate has plummeted. Uh, because of the loss of, of uh, the employment in these office buildings, not necessarily the loss of employment, but the fact that people are at home and not uh, uh, coming in, commuting into this community. That's the case in downtown Hartford. It's the case in downtown New Haven. It's certainly the case in midtown Manhattan. Right. Uh, so you think about the impact of these major employment centers, 25,000 people that uh, on, on February 1st of 19 came into Shelton every day. As an example, uh, about 50,000 jobs here in our valley, up and down the seven uh, valley communities. So the loss of that, imp uh, that influence of those uh, employees, the headcount, really has been devastating. Uh, that comes back to why the relief package, you know, uh, and it begins today, Eugene, uh, is the second round of PPP, uh, the Payroll Protection Program, which really is a, is a lifeline 
for the restaurant, for the hospitality industry, for the service sector that's been particularly hard. Um, so we haven't quantified statewide. I was looking for some data, but certainly the restaurant industry, that's the, that's the one that's probably been most significantly impacted by, by this uh, public health crisis and the resulting economic crisis. And I was amazed looking up uh, all the businesses that in the Valley that benefited from uh, that program the first go around. And it's really amazing. It's been important and, and a lifeline to a lot of businesses. But OK, so, Bill, I concentrate I'm the negative Nancy because I'm the reporter. Now, sure. Bill, what can what can I do? What can people listening to this? What can we do to support uh, our businesses in some meaningful way? How can we I mean, restaurants and, and not to just harp on restaurants. But I, I live in Derby, and uh, my office was on, in Ansonia until until last March. These are hugely important to our main streets in those communities because it's our it's our character. You know, it was we were making a comeback. Uh, you know, it was uh, after a few years of the the recession, two thousand eight. There was definitely, especially in Ansonia, you could feel it on a yes. Thursday night. So, what can we do to help, Bill? Well, and, and you know, in many ways, the beat still goes on because I don't want to paint an entirely gloomy picture. Because understand, Eugene, that that uh, the governor made the decision along with David Lehman early on to keep manufacturing open, to deem all manufacturing as essential. So manufacturing never shuttered, and as you know, uh, in many ways, this you know the economy here is is uh, driven by the manufacturing sector as well as construction. So those two industries kept going. Uh, so in terms of construction, nothing has really been delayed uh, in, in, in our downtowns, right? Um, uh, they continue apace, um, and it's really been a combination of these mixed-use facilities, you know, ground-level retail, residential up above. So those projects are happening in downtown uh, Shelton, downtown Insania, downtown Derby. Those continue. Uh, so the development sector, the manufacturing sector uh, continue to move forward. Um, how can um, we support those businesses that have been particularly hard hit, the small retailers, uh, the restaurants, the hotels? Well, it's, their pa it's your patronage. Uh, certainly the federal government and the state government have stepped up. When we talk about the PPP, just for a, a, a point of fact, 64,000 Connecticut businesses uh, received some $6.7 billion in the first round of PPP. That was a lifesaver. This next round is expected to be on the order of 3.5 billion and targeted to smaller businesses, right? Uh, targeted to smaller businesses, under 500 employees, these are loans under 10 million, but most of it would be around $100,000, right? $150,000, that's sort of the average, is 100,000 from that first round. Coupled with what the state did, uh, so the governor set up two funds. One was the $50 million fund, 50% of which went to the most distressed communities in the state. Derby and Ansonia being on the top 10, all right? Uh, those were $5,000 grants that were awarded the end of December and the first of uh, first part of January to both for-profit and non-profit businesses. Then there was a second round of $38 million, uh, it was about 2,000 loans made by the state. You didn't have to apply for it. It was simply an analysis of your tax receipts. Um, and some of those uh, restaurants, hospitality, retailers, suddenly received a, a check in their uh, infusion in their checking account. It's a gift, uh, thanks to, once again, the governor. Using CARES Act funding, it was passed through. Both of them were passed through federal dollars, no impact on the state budget. So naturally, what can we do? We can patronize our local businesses. If you don't feel comfortable going in, you can go online. You can get gift certificates, right? Thinking in advance. So 
Cash is the oxygen for small businesses today. So patronize your local businesses. Um, your old habits are hard to break. I, I'm concerned about, certainly about the Amazon impact. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, so we want to we want to buy local. It's the classic, you know, sort of chamber speak. Buy local. If you want the local bookstore or the local restaurant to be here after the pandemic, you have to support it now. So that's our call to action. We have on our website the Valley Eats um, as an example. So we're driving our members to support local business uh, wherever and whenever possible because we want to make sure that the fabric of our communities um, is growing uh, post this pandemic. So we're looking another six months out. Um, so th those are my thoughts. Yeah, Valley, Valley Eats, that's a great web, uh, a great Facebook page. Uh, as well, too. There's a lot of uh, great info on there. And then, Mr. Kennedy, from the from the Valley United Way, uh, I mean, you know, between the Valley United Way and the Valley Community Foundation, uh, the good those organizations do in the community is, I mean, you can't understate it. Uh, you know, I, I get messages, especially the last couple of weeks, where I don't know. In my, I got a sense that things took a, a turn when unemployment ran out and people started to get a little nervous. I, I had people messaging me, where can I get food bank info? And thank God for the Valley United Way because it's right there. That's the first thing that comes up and you're able to, to uh, point people to all the resources that are available out there. So uh, how has uh, the Valley United Way been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic? I know that's sort of a broad open question, but how are you getting through it? And how are you uh, suggesting to people th that they help or how can they help? You know, it, it's, it's a great question, Eugene, because it's, it, it's kind of a hot, the hidden part behind the, the valley in a, in a good way. You know, we talk about businesses, you know, the things that people see, you know, the, the restaurants, the retail. Um, United Way, the Community Foundation, you know, we, we don't raise money for ourselves. We, we raise it for that not-for-profit sector. And, you know, David Morgan at the top just talked about the 40, let's say, you know, key not-for-profits that are in the Valley and how they're struggling. You know, all of them are employees. And, you know, one of the things about the not-for-profit sector is, right, sometimes you don't have the money to pay people, but somehow, People just keep on working because they know that they've got life just a little bit better than some others. And so, so what does that mean for for you know United Way? You know, our, our focus is primarily on supporting 18, almost 50 percent of the not-for-profits in the valley. You know, we strengthen families, we help people in crisis, we prepare youth to succeed. But all of those 18 organizations are struggling. Um, that's thank goodness. That's why we joined forces with the community foundation, with the chamber, you know, to put the COVID fund together because that's who needs it. If it, it, It's almost like the first line of folks that you have to support so that they can help others. You know, kind of the giving, you know, rather than giving a, a person a fish, you teach them to fish or, you know, whatever that old fashioned analogy is. At the same time, United Way's income comes primarily from the business sector. I just pulled up some data. It, you know, our annual campaign, which is primarily in the workplace, 
has a goal of $500,000, not significant amount of money, but so far we're only 52%. You know, we've only raised 263,000. And where that money goes, it goes to fund those 18 organizations. We don't have that money, those eight organizations don't get funded. And then where are you? I'm sorry, how, how does that compare to previous years? Where, do you, where are you usually in the percentage? Uh, at this point, we'd probably be closer to 70%. That would be where we would like to be, Eugene. Uh, the other part, which I you know, hadn't spent that much time on, but you know, we're built on a model where people make a gift, let's say in the fall, they pay it the following year. Our receivables from last year that people are paying now, because any gifts right now we pay next year, though, that's significantly down. You know, we had to increase our reserves against that, but people aren't working. And so that's impacting the gifts that they made last year that they can't pay as well as making new gifts. So I, I, I don't want to be that negative, Nancy, or, because so many have stepped up, but there are lots of opportunities for little, for, to help in little ways, you know, particularly with the financial. I know Val talked about the COVID funds, and you go out to valleycommunityfoundation.org, and there's an opportunity to give there. You can go to United Way, valleyunitedway.org. There's also an opportunity there to give to, you know, that, that family of 18 agencies. There are so many different little ways. Um, you know, David Morgan and team, and his ability to have raised gifts uh, during the holidays for folks. So, you know, what does it all that say is that there are struggles that a lot of folks just don't see. And this isn't, you know, as you do on so many different things in, in the Valley, Eugene, you're, you're shining a light on that. Because if the one thing I've seen about the Valley in the past year is over and over again, folks come through, they're just so generous, they're kind, they want things to be better for everybody in the Valley. And you're shining a light on that to let us talk about it, so thanks. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, Valerie, I wanted to ask you, uh, in terms of uh, the COVID fund, uh, so people can donate at valleyfoundation.org to the Response and Recovery Fund, but uh, what about people who, or organizations that want to apply? You had indicated in an email there is a, uh, a different process? There is, Eugene. We, uh, as a committee, uh, met a few weeks ago to determine what the next phase of this process was. And in order for us to be even more responsive than we have been, and as you know, we gave out four rounds of grant making last year, we're now changing this process to become rolling so that as, as an organization comes with a need, uh, we are going to be addressing that um, as soon as we can and hopefully have a turnaround time of 60 days or less. Right now, the very first uh, interest area or topic area for that uh, part of the phase is going to be focused on vaccination related expenses. So that could be anything from people setting up a vaccination site or vaccination awareness or how important the vaccines are, educational materials, there's a wide variety of, of expenses that are occurring as it relates to the whole vaccination process, as you can well imagine, and things that weren't necessarily budgeted for by any of the groups that are taking that on. So we are responding to that. 
Uh, it is my understanding, and I check. I, I didn't get a chance to check it right before I went on um, this uh, podcast, but it is my understanding that we have uh, opened up that application process on our website, the www.valleyfoundation.org website, for those folks who are in need of grant support. So, if if you are in need of of having some funding, please visit us. Uh, for that uh, need, and we're considering grants between $1,000 and $5,000 for vaccination awareness and related expenses. That's great to hear. Uh, see, now I, I feel better already. Like just talking to this group, I feel better. I like I physically feel better than I did uh, before I hit record. So I very much appreciate that. But I, what I want to do right now is just throw it out there because. You know, you're the experts, you're the people that are, are, are helping others and, and, and helping to move the community through uh, these times. So is there anything else anyone wanted to add that I haven't touched upon? I'd, I'd like to, uh, James, uh, first of all, uh, uh, as you know, back in December, we, we did a, a webinar for our members in partnership with the Community Foundation and, and uh, the Valley Council. Um, the Valley's response to the pandemic and conversation with our public health and medical experts. And it featured Dr. Fred Brown, uh, the chief medical officer of Griffin, Pat Charmel, the president of the hospital, um, the uh, Jessup, uh, the Naugatuck Valley Health District. Um, and it was a, a, a wonderful way to kind of showcase how this community has mobilized uh, around this crisis and meeting uh, the public health crisis head on. Um, and addressing uh, the impact on our most vulnerable citizens. I want to just fast forward to that. And I, I start the week very hopeful. Um, uh, just uh, yesterday, uh, Griffin Hospital turned the key on their vaccine distribution center right below our, our offices here at 10 Progress Drive. Uh, the line is out the door today. And this is the 75 and older cohort. Um, and this is, will go all day long. Uh, <clears throat> Jess uh, at the health district has also opened up a vaccine center distribution center at senior community center. So that is paramount, right? Getting people vaccinated um, uh, is key to the economic recovery. Um, so I'm very hopeful and encouraged uh, that that is taking place. The second point is, you know, the business community here in the Valley has really been extraordinary in how they have responded, you know, through their generosity. You know, whether it was supporting uh, the COVID fund and supporting United Way, those campaigns are underway, and I'm a proud director of the United Way with David as well. Uh, Dave Morgan's Toys for Kids, I know it was very successful, David, and, you know, it's individuals and businesses stepping up. Uh, their response to the um, food crisis, you know, the witness uh, Dr. Soferman 35 years in a row, you know, waving down uh, traffic dressed, uh, dressed as a, a pilgrim, um, supporting uh, the Spooner House. So in, in extraordinary, ordinary and extraordinary ways, uh, this business community has really stepped up um, to uh, support our most vulnerable citizens. I couldn't be prouder, but there's more to be done. My last point is there are many people that have been unscathed by this, truly unscathed. And people wonder, they scratch their head, why is the stock market so high? And the reason is, of course, the federal stimulus has helped to prop up. But there's a whole sec segment of our economy that has been unscathed. And uh, people have, in, in certain sectors have seen uh, bonuses and raises, right, to get through this crisis. And their spending is down, particularly in the service sector. They're not going out as much. Therefore, their savings has gone up. So savings across the country 
um, is, is really at an all-time high. So the, the economists will say there's this pent-up demand, right? And once we're, we're feeling safe, you know, that the public health crisis is under control, that there will be a splurge. But in the meantime, I think the message here today is how can I light a candle rather than curse the doctors? What can I do as an individual working for one of these companies or as an employer to support our most vulnerable through the United Way, through the COVID fund, or directly to an agency of your choice? Directly to an agency of your choice. So that's the message I think we want to impart to you. You know, it's funny, Eugene, in talking with some friends, um, when they got the last round or the latest round at the beginning of the year of the stimulus fund, you know, the $600, you know, that folks were getting, there were a number of people who said to me, you know, I don't really need this. I, I wish there was a way that the people who aren't hurting as much as I am, you know, got 1200 You know, I, I, I would have happily done that if, we, if it had been more for people in need. So that's why, you know, a very simple ask is if, if you really didn't need the full stimulus, just that one, you know, and there may be more coming. And you'd like to share that with people in the Valley who need it. The COVID fund is a real simple way to do it. I know we talked about that earlier, but I just want to say again, it's valleycommunityfoundation.org um, and to donate that there. What's amazing about the Valley, here I am, I'm talking about United Way, I need to raise money, but I'd rather I'm promoting somebody else's need. That's so much the Valley that we decided that the, the community foundation was the best place for people to go through because they had the best staff, including Val, you know, could over, oversee all of this process in, in, in the community for us. Um, but I don't know of any other community that does that. It says, well, there is a need, we all have it, but let's figure out the organization that can help get it the best to people. And in this case, we all kind of fold and say, okay, so let's support the community foundation. Um, so whatever little people may have gotten is surprised, whether it's savings or stimulus, there is a way to valleycommunityfoundation.org to make a donation to the COVID fund. And all those gifts are vetted very clear applications. It's not automatic like the stimulus checks. Um, Valerie is a very um, respectful, but still good, hard steward of other people's funds. Um, and we'd love that. Yeah, yeah. Good point. These are uh, vetted applications uh, that go through there. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Valley Foundation. Just one one slight, it's, it's Valley Foundation. Dot org is the URL as far as I know. So let's let's make Valley Foundation. Uh, so hey, that's it. Those are all my questions. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming on here. Hopefully, uh, people listen and people donate, uh, and we'll get through this, right? I mean, we're going to get through it because because you guys are at the helm. So that makes me feel good. So with that, I, I want to thank everybody for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you again probably when the next round happens. Or maybe we'll never have to talk about this again because we'll get through it and everybody will, will be okay. Thank you, Jane. Thank, Thank you. you.